The Indianapolis Colts must take advantage of a down New England Patriots team this weekend. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use code, all lowercase, LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, everyone. I'm Zach Hicks, your favorite host here on Locked On Colts. Today, I'm joined by Evan Lazar of Patriots.com, one of the best film guys in the game does a great job breaking down everything that's going on with that Patriots team. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk all new England Patriots, get ready for this big matchup on Sunday. And if Evan's video is cutting out just a little bit for you guys on YouTube, it's because he's actually over there in Germany, you know, getting ready for this game, uh, having a blast out there. Evan, first off, before we jump into it, man, how's Germany and how's, uh, how's the fans out there? Yeah, I apologize for the the hotel Wi-Fi if it's a little spotty, but uh, Germany's been great. It's a really cool atmosphere here. It, as the game gets closer, it's a whole week where as we inch closer to the game, more and more people are coming, and uh, you see more and more jerseys around town and things like that. And we've had uh, some great fan events the last couple of nights that have been a ton of fun, and uh, you just see a lot of energy. And I, we, you know, we were talking before – uh, we hit record here that both these teams, the Patriots especially, but both these teams are not exactly, you know, the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady era <laughs> uh, Colts and Patriots anymore. Uh, but you don't tell that to the people here. Like I'm telling you that the fans here, the European fans, uh, it's not just Germany. I've met people uh, from all over Europe that are here for the game and they're all just really excited. Um to, to watch and go to it if they had are lucky enough to have tickets, regardless of the fact that the matchup might not be as good as it once was when we were we were kids. Yeah, it's great. We're sending them Gardner Minshew versus Mac Jones out there in Germany. Something to get really excited about yeah. for, for all those Germany fans. But yeah. we're going to talk about this pa- Patriots offense to kind of kick off this show. The Patriots offense obviously has been the more disappointing of the two sides for the Patriots of their offense and defense. The offense has definitely let down uh, the defense a little bit more than the other way around. Uh, the Patriots offense right now is 28th in points for, which is 15 points per game as of right now through nine weeks. Uh, so they're struggling to score points. They, I think only 24% of their offensive drives this year have ended in a score, which is the second worst in all of football right now. So they're just not scoring points. Their overall efficiency is not great. 24th in net yards per pass attempt. 24th in rushing yards per attempt. So an inefficient offense that can't score points. Evan, what's it been like covering this Patriots offense this season? Like an inefficient offense that can't <laughs> score points. I think that's you know really how it's been. Uh, there just isn't a whole lot of anything dangerous or explosive or exciting about watching this offense week in and week. They've been better of late. I say that lightly, but they haven't been you know, rock bottom was obviously those two games against Dallas and New Orleans that they lost yeah. 72 to three and only scored three points over two weeks. 
that was rock bottom. The last couple of weeks, they've at least put some points on the board. Obviously, the big win against Buffalo was the kind of pinnacle of it, but they've been able to score a little. I, I think what you see uh, on film with this offense is uh, a really thin margin of error uh, for Mac Jones and for the passing attack because there just isn't a whole lot of opportunities created by the players you know, at the skill position. So we're, we're here in New England. Uh, we're breaking down like three or four plays a game that Mac Jones is where it's, you know, everything is getting super overanalyzed over like two or three, three or four type of plays down the field that he missed an open receiver there, you know, had a bad throw here. The route wasn't great there, like all these little, little things. And I think, you know, we were down in Miami a couple weeks in that Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't really have a great day offensively uh, to start. They had a couple turnovers, two or through a bad pick early on in that game. And then you look, right, like, so all these offenses that I think you see around the league that are really clicking and are scoring a lot of points, they don't they don't overanalyze three or four plays a game and say, oh, you know, those are the reasons why we lost this day. Uh, because they're able to just create three or four plays a drive down the field versus maybe just a couple in an entire game. And that's where I think the Patriots are really at right now. Uh, Bill O'Brien's done some nice things, but to put it frankly, uh, he's trying to put lipstick on a pig with the personnel that they have, and uh, he hasn't really been able to do it. So I, I think that there's some blame to go around. Uh, most of the blame here, I would say, is directed at the quarterback for the most part. Um, and Mac has definitely not played well, and he's missed some throws in the last couple of weeks uh, that he should have made. Had a bad interception before the half against Miami, and then last week uh, there were opportunities on the film that he was just flat out missing uh, reads, missing throws, things like that. So uh, I think what you look at this offense is a chicken or the egg. Like, is it because they don't have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell or AJ Brown and Devontae Smith that they're not able to move the ball very consistently? Or is it because the quarterback is not very good? And, and I think that that's really what is a tough one because you can kind of make a case for either direction. Like you can yeah. talk me into either of those things being true. Yeah, and we're kind of seeing a similar situation here in Indy, which, I mean, unfortunately, it's with our backup, though. With you guys, that's your starter. That's your guy that you're rolling into the season with. With our backup guy, we're seeing the similar thing where Gardner Minshew is having like 95% of the time a really good game and then you'll get the back foot throw against uh, pressure where it's a pick or the fumble where he should have seen the pressure yeah. coming. And you guys are seeing that with Mac Jones. Uh, one question I really had for you, though, is, you know, Bill O'Brien comes in this year expected to, I don't want to say like fix everything because he's a real offensive coordinator compared to what, what was going on last year at offensive coordinator with the Patriots. But Bill O'Brien comes in off the heels of a lot of success at Alabama and obviously with the Texans in, in, in the NFL. Um, and, you know, again, the offense is still just not really flowing. Again, it, it can be playmakers, it can be quarterback, it can be offensive line. But do you see him with his scheme? Do you see the potential yeah. for that to work at all this year? Or do you see it more as he's kind of calling plays a little scared of his quarterback, of his weapons, of his offensive line? Maybe not to the same degree that like we're seeing with like the Panthers, but do you kind of see that a little bit with the Panthers or with the Patriots offense? I think there were periods of time this season where that was certainly the case. Like coming off of those games I mentioned against the Dallas and uh, New Orleans, there was a lot of conversations about benching Mac Jones. And I think the Patriots were really seriously considering it 
after the New Orleans game uh, where they got shut out at home uh, by the Saints. It's a good defense the New Orleans has, but we're not talking about like the 85 Bears, right? You know, you should be able to score some points in a home game against that team. And they weren't able to do it. But I, I think what the point has been is that they they don't really trust any of their backups. You know, Bailey Zappi, uh, they have Will Greer on the roster now. And those guys, I just don't know. They view with Bill O'Brien. I, I've liked some of the schematic things that he's done. And I, I, I try to say this a lot on our shows, and sometimes people push back on me. But I really feel that this year – the issues offensively are not necessarily that they don't have answers to the test. Now it's more about execution and that players going out there and actually making plays. Like there's a lot more sophistication to what they're doing. They have a, a legit RPO package. Now they have uh, answers against blitz uh, pressure, whether it's checks or, you know, resetting things up front to pick up a blitz or side adjustments with routes and things like that. I like can see that it's a, professionally coordinated offense whereas last year they'd get up to the line of scrimmage some team would send a blitz at them and it would just go unblocked and and mac would get sacked and you're just you know kind of looking around like does he not have like a alert system or anything that he can kind of check to at the line of scrimmage to get out of this uh play that's certainly not uh, like really not going to work the players the answer was that they really did strip the protection scheme and and they basically uh, had it down to the studs to the point where they did it types of answers so i think bill o'brien's providing them with more solutions especially in their drop back passing game but at the same time they're just the execution has just been uh, all over the place it's consistent that o'brien uses every time we talk to him uh which we get him weekly inconsistent inconsistent you know that's what he's saying uh, there are t- plays that you can put up on on the uh, screen and say, oh, well, that was a really nice re- run play. You know, Ramondre Stevenson hits a 64-yard touchdown last week against the Commanders. That was a well-blocked, great executed run. Uh, Mac Jones threw a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry. That was a really nice play. Uh, but those things, you know, aren't happening consistently enough. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, guys, if you guys are Patriots fans that are listening to this show, we're going to have a more optimistic segment coming up. If you guys are Colts fans, you know, again, a little something more to watch uh, coming up after this break. Price picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now do a pick combo projection across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, if you're a big big basketball fan and a big football fan, go right now to Price picks, do LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo with three-pointers made and for exceptions. Price Picks also offers the greatest thing in all of daily fantasy sports, and that is the reboot policy. So your entries even stay in play if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second. That player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Guys, one pick I really love on Price Picks this weekend is running back Zach Moss with a more or less projection of 26.5 rushing yards against New England Patriots. Yes, I know this New England Patriots uh, run defense is pretty solid, but Zach Moss is pretty solid as well. So go over there, hit that more on 26.5 rushing yards uh, and have some fun with that. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars again go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use promo code locked on nfl 
for a first deposit match up to $100. And Colts fans, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on uh, we get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can go get a one-year supply on ED medications with Jace Medical. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you could refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical with the Jace case. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues have caused me to cut my pills in half uh, just to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for anyone. And guys, with the state of the world right now, the way that we constantly have all this craziness going on around us, it's nice just to have that that backup plan, you know, that, that thing that you can always rely on. And that's what the Jay's case is. So if you or someone you love would love some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered to you. Remember, use promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. All righty, guys, we are back. Every day is here with Locked On Colts to an episode with Evan Lazar of Patriots.com talking Colts. Patriots, Evan is reporting here from the grounds out there in Germany, getting ready for this Colts and Patriots matchup. Now we're talking about the Patriots defense. Obviously, it's been a much brighter spot than the Patriots offense has been this year. You know, the Patriots offense doesn't really have many answers right now with their personnel, with their quarterback play, offensive line play. Their defense, though, it hasn't been good enough to carry this team. But like you can see at least there, there being some positives. And honestly, the defense has more excuses too than the offense right now with the amount of injuries they've had on defense. Obviously, Christian Gonzalez out for the season. They're, they're highly touted first-round pick, outstanding young corner. Uh, but Evan, what's your overall takeaway of this Patriots defense so far through nine weeks? You know, it's not the typical Bill Belichick defense, but, you know, they're still doing some pretty decent things over there. Yeah, no, I, I think you summed it up really nicely there where you, when you said that they're they're not good enough right now to carry this team to a better record, but that doesn't mean that they haven't put some good stuff out there because they, they have played well at times this season. You mentioned the two injuries. I I personally think it's not, you know, an excuse for the team, but uh, losing Jude and Christian Gonzalez in the same game down and I think was pretty much the, the death sentence for this entire season. I, I think that is really where you felt not only did they lose those two guys, they also got blown out in the game. And I think you kind of felt like that was a, a real tipping point for this team early on in the season. And they've struggled to replace Gonzalez. Now, that's not to say that Judon's not a big loss, too. But I, I think with the way that they're able to steam pressure and the way that Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo are, are very good with uh, simulated pressures or creepers, you know, disguising rushes and things like that. Been able to get after the quarterback some, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, they really started to blitz a whole lot more. The last, I would say, three or four weeks, their, their blitz rate has really increased and uh, they've come after guys. It, really, it worked against Josh Allen. That was like the big, the big game where it, it all kind of came together. And uh, I think that it hasn't worked as successfully the last couple of weeks. And what we're seeing in the back end specifically is a lot of undisciplined play, like just not Belichick like where guys are are getting their eyes caught in the backfield uh, on a long touchdown of Tyree Kill or uh, you know Sam Howell's like 
throwing across the field his body because they're uh, in a zone and they don't have a flat defender in the zone and they just bust the coverage. Like uh, the touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle at the end of the game against it was it was a pretty bad day overall for the offense, but they did get the Patriots within one score in the fourth quarter and they just needed the ball back to maybe try to tie the game. And the defense, uh, you know, two guys go with Tyree Kill. Nobody goes with Jalen Waddle. Game over, right? Like those types of plays have been happening more recently. And I think a, a big development uh, last week they uh, shut down J.C. Jackson for the first quarter. Belichick was quit after the based off the reports recently that it was disciplinary in, in nature due to a, a missed curfew uh, the night before the game to Germany. Uh, he he was ruled out on Thursday and, and was ruled out early, you know, reportedly ruled out earlier in the week and, and didn't practice all week and didn't make the trip. So uh, I think they're trying to send a message, you know, to guys that if you're not locked in mentally and JC was in the middle of a lot of those busts, uh, then you're, you're not going to play. And, and I think that that's really been their Achilles heel recently is just a lot of big plays happening, not necessarily because the other team is making great plays, but because they're making it easy uh, to make big plays. So they've allowed 11 explosives over the last two weeks. Now, five of those were against Miami, which you expect to give up some big chunks against the Dolphins, but giving up six uh, to the commanders last week was, was tough to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So some numbers to throw with what you're saying here, the Patriots is actually the fourth highest blitz percentage in the NFL right now. I believe I saw it was at 37.5%. When, like you said, it's been just increasing a lot recently. Um, but something I was really interested in, and you kind of mentioned here with their, with their past defense is they're allowing a lot of conversions through the air. I think they allow the third most, uh, like first downs through the air this year, eighth most passing yards in total this year. They're allowing 8.3 average depth yards per target as well. So a lot of these passes are going down the field, not a lot of checkdowns against the Patriots, a lot of explosives, like you mentioned. And they're doing this too with a pretty solid run defense, only 3.5 yards per carry against. Now, I think that's a little bit skewed because teams are running late in blowout games into obvious run situations. So it's a tad bit skewed there, but good run defense, good blitzing team gets a lot of pressure. But they are susceptible to those big plays. Now, I wish the Colts had a quarterback who could exploit that a little bit. But, you know, we'll we'll see what they can do this weekend with Gardner Minshew. But, yeah, overall, when I look at this Patriots defense, like, again, there is something there. But uh, I saw it last week when you were actually talking about the, the Commanders game. It's like the zone coverage and the coverage miscues on the back end. It's like you can't really pair that with a high blitzing team because you get those explosives against them, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what happened on that Howell play, which is uh, for me personally, I, if you're going to you know give up like the touchdown to Jahan Dotson, which was a cover zero, uh, the blitz didn't really get home and the corners are one-on-one down the field and Miles Bryant loses on a post route to Jahan Dotson gives up a touchdown. Uh, I, that play was more execution based. Like they just didn't really have a play uh, from really both ends, like the back end or the front. Uh, but the throw to Byron Pringle that I, I just talked about on, uh, you know, if you can, if people can go watch it, like Howell is under siege, you know, Josh Uche comes up unblocked through the middle of the line of scrimmage. Howell's running was right off his back foot, throws it all the way across the field to the left. I think a, a next gen clocked it at like a 35, 40 yard air yard pass. You know, even it wasn't like a bomb. It was just that he was that far uh, away from where he threw the ball. 
And when I'm watching it live, I'm like, well, you know, everybody I think was like, what the heck is he doing? And then I, I kind of was watching it develop and I was like, there's nobody over there, right? Like there's no Patriots, I should say, over there. So he's just throwing to this big open space uh, where there's no coverage. And like you said, exactly, uh, you can't blitz and then give up, uh, you know, bust the coverage on the back end. And if you do blitz, then you got to get home, right? And yeah, that's where right. this like Jackal and Hyde thing is, is going on. Uh, where the cover zero happens on the touchdown uh, to Dotson, and they don't the blitz doesn't get home, so that you can't run cover zero and not get any pressure on the quarterback. Like that's just a, gonna be a long day. And then they do get pressure up front, and then they bust the coverage, right? So it, it's just a combination of those things, just not really made up consistently enough right now. Uh, and, and I think it's a little bit disappointing in that game last week too uh, that they weren't able to rattle Sam Howell a little bit because that's been Belichick's MO even post Brady they've been able to win these games against lesser quarterbacks backup quarterbacks whatever you want I don't know bridge guy whatever um you know a guy like Gardner Minshew on Sunday even post Brady they've been able to win that game and that's why last on time at times on offense they still won eight games and almost made the playoffs uh, because they were able to pile together backup quarterback wins or off with not without any of his weapons or like you know things like that uh, because of injury luck and now those types of games aren't even good which uh, you know you look at this game you look at the the Raiders game in Las Vegas um, where Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt at half time the entire second half of the game and the Patriots lost. Uh, those are games that have still tilted in their favor. You know, they win seven games, ten games, eight games. You know, seven Cam Newton in the COVID year. Uh, those they were winning those games still because they were able to beat these bad quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So again, Patriots defense still pretty solid, but just not there. It's just not enough, especially with what they're doing on offense. Uh, but coming up, guys, we're going to talk about our final thoughts on this game. Again, Evan is out there live in Germany. So we're going to have some fun talking about uh, our final predictions and what we expect to see this weekend from the Colts and the Patriots. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. Guys, my day job, I work over in retail. I know how crazy Christmas can get. I've seen it in other people. I've seen it in myself, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those crazy feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to and to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of trying therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've, I've tried therapy quite a few times in my life, guys. I love it. It has always helped me just find that grounded spot that I really need uh, and has really helped me get back to where I want to be. So BetterHelp is great. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Right, every day as we are back talking Colts, Patriots, Germany game this weekend. So you guys make sure that you're waking up nice and early, especially all you West Coast guys. Wake up really, really early for this game uh, between the Colts and the Patriots. Uh, but we're going to do our final thoughts going into this game. I mean, both these teams, I don't want to say they're playing for nothing or they're just playing for pride at this point. But obviously, Indianapolis Colts with a backup quarterback, 
at best, you're maybe a, a, a low wild card team that loses in the first round. Like you're just not really going to go that far at best with your season. And then the New England Patriots sitting at two and seven. You're not tanking. You're not throwing the hat in right now, but like you're close. <laughs> you're close to the end of the season there. Uh, so maybe not super exciting as a matchup going into the weekend for all these teams here. Maybe a matchup the Colts should win if they want to get their season back on track. But Evan, what are you kind of expecting to see this weekend? You've been around this Patriots team all year. You've seen the highs and lows. What are you kind of expecting here in Germany this weekend? Uh, yeah, honestly, this game could go totally either way. I, I I wish I had a straight answer for you, but I I, I really, until we see their compete level and their effort uh, on Sunday, I, I just don't know what to expect from the Patriots. It, it's it's a long trip or it was a long trip for them. You know, you come you fly seven hours over here and then you get your body clock adjusted. And trust me, I've been here for a couple of days and I, I still don't know what time it is. Uh, so that that's a difficult uh, thing to deal with for a football team. And I'm not even going out and playing on Sunday. So I, I can't even imagine all of that. So with all that said, a two and seven football team making a trip like this essential disaster. Uh, but I think the one thing that the Patriots have in this game, because I, I, there's not a whole lot of things I can say about the Patriots matchup, but uh, the, the atmosphere here, at least so far in Frankfurt, has been very pro-Patriots. And I think there is going to be a decent amount of Patriots fans at this game. And a lot of the people that we've met and uh, been able to talk to the last couple of days are really hoping that the Patriots are going to put together a professional performance on Sunday and, and show them something. Yeah. Uh, positive. I think that maybe they show out for this, this fan base, right? You know, it's a big game. And, and I think that's something that we've been talking about a lot on our shows. This is, I hate calling it like their Super Bowl because it's a, a regular season game. And obviously both teams know about actually playing in Super Bowl. So I, I hate calling it that, but, at the same time, it, it, it kind of is in a way because of how much the, the organization has put into German, put into this entire effort. Like when I tell you all hands are on deck in the organization from, from our side of things uh, to make this game happen. And, and this is a big, big game for ownership and, and for the Kraft family and all of that. So when you start Jack and his future here as the head coach and his job security, if they go out on Sunday and they get blown out by, by the Colts in Germany, I, they're not going to fire Bill in season. I, I, I don't see that happening. But if we get to January and he got, gets fired, it, the reports are going to come. The final straw was losing badly to the Colts in Germany. Like that, that's going to end up being the thing that they're going to say – that was just a bridge too far for us. Uh, so if that happens, then this is a tenuous situation at best. But uh, I really have to think that the Patriots are going to make the most of this experience and uh, ride the home the home fans here in Frankfurt and, and put a, together a, a solid game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think on paper, you know, some people might be thinking this is a game that's similar to that Carolina Panthers game where, look, the Colts were just on a different tier than that Panthers team. The Panthers were just not ready for that game and they did not play well whatsoever. 
while the records are kind of similar between the Panthers and the Patriots, I think the Patriots are the better football team, obviously in that situation, more professional offense, more professional defense uh, than what the Colts saw this past week. So I do expect this to be a closer game, but I know all of us here in Indy would love some retribution for Frank Wright getting fired after that Patriots game last year, after the Colts got embarrassed against the Patriots. We'd love some retribution to embarrass the Patriots and get Bill Belichick fired. I think all all Colts fans would have a blast with that right there. That story would be fantastic. We would all love it here in Indy. I didn't even think of that. Uh, honestly, I, I, you know, we're just so uh, dialed into this, frankly, mess that, that's going on in New England. I, I didn't even really think about Frank Wright getting canned a, after that game last year. That game last year was one of the worst offensive games I've ever seen. That was on both sides. Like, both offenses were just absolutely horrific. Uh, the, the Colts, it was the sacks, right? Like, Ellen took, like, seven. Patriots just literally couldn't move the ball from point A to point B. Like, it, it just was an absolutely uh, disgusting offensive game on both sides. So, uh, it, something tells me that this is going to be maybe a little bit different. Like the Chiefs Dolphins game wasn't really this like explosion of offense that people thought it was going to be. And that way that ends up reversing script a little bit. And these two teams kind of put up some points. I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't mind it because like I got to be there one way or another. Might as well make it inning. But uh, I, I also think that that, that could potentially uh, be the case. So. I picked, you know, I went back and forth in this game all week long because I are playing better right now than the Patriots. You know, I, I think that they're uh, playing better offensively for sure uh, than New England is. But I do think crowd is going to carry the Patriots a little bit in the beginning of this game. Uh, so I, I ended up picking the past 27-24. That was probably a homer pick uh, by a bunch of rabid German Pats fans. But uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it's going to be one of those types of games where, where I think there it will be entertaining. It will be a little bit back and forth. Yep. And it really comes down to which quarterback in this game has fewer turnovers. That's the biggest thing in this one with Mac Jones, Garner Minshew, both top 10 in the NFL and yeah. most turnovers this year, which a little more impressive, I think, for Gardner because he hasn't started every single game. So you know, hats off for Gardner Minshew doing that in, in fewer starts, but it'll be a, it'll be a fun one to see this weekend here in Germany. Guys, if you guys don't already make sure you're following Evan on social media, does a great job there with Patriots.com at E Z Lazar over there again at Patriots.com. Re- really great film guy. And if you guys don't already make sure you're following us at locked on Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks to all on Twitter. Also subscribe to us on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys ratings reviews and we'll see you guys back here. I can actually say like bright and early, on Sunday after the game.